0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Good evening, peeps and posers. You're listening to another episode of Punk Wisdom with Matt and Allison. And tonight, we are blessed to have the whole gross family here. Not to say the gross family, but <laughs> oh, we're gross. the oh, Mr. We're gross. gross family, meaning we have Matt's beautiful wife, Ruth, here, Aww. and his fabulous fabulous daughter, Kirsten. Kirsten. Sorry, honey. Uh, and uh, we even have the incredible Sarah Beth and the ever-sexy Jessica on the levers again. Um, we are here for a part one of a two-part series on mental health and what it's like from the horse's mouths themselves. So if you are sitting at home listening live and have anything to contribute in our second hour, you can reach us at 248-579-5260. Uh, you can also email us at punkwisdomfamily at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook uh, at PunkWisdom17, as in 2017. And, of course, we are on Twitter at Wiser Punks, no spaces. So Matt, hello. Hey, that's what the 17s for. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> well, we were born this year, so I figured it was a nice. That's cool. I have no problem with anniversary marker. No yeah, if you fine. make it,
0: that's fine. Yeah.
1: Without yeah. me. Why were you going? Aww. Hurting you. Oh, <laughs> 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 that's a given. <laughs> <laughs> so hi jessica hi how are things good, good. how are you guys doing we're doing good two weeks have gone by anything special happened to anybody anybody win the lotto well wait you wouldn't be here if that were true, <laughs> so. This is true so matt please do me a favor and introduce uh your family
0: i have a family Yay. People actually yeah. like me, Yay. <laughs> and, and, and the, the point—the point of this episode is to find out why they actually like me because I have no fucking clue. And there's your first. Well, thought.
1: there you go, Kirsten. It's already been done. <laughs> ding, ding,
0: ding. Uh, and, and Kirsten was kind enough to bring her boyfriend along. So yes, we also have hello, David, hi. That's, that would be Raymond.
1: That would be Raymond or Raymond.
0: However you want to be called. He
1: was sitting back at first, so I didn't write him in. And then you came up and did that. And
2: now the introduction. It's a uh, pretty late, but. Who cares? Yeah. Well there you go. You're there.
1: You have the first full sentence of anybody, so there you yeah. go. Yeah.
0: Right. We're all special. Anyways, today is uh my my uh my my better half.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: <laughs> I don't know better the the appropriate no, it is. word. It is. More awesome. No, I'm just thinking of a better word than better. Best better best. better. My best half. Yeah. That'll work. My happy half. <laughs> you can't say that and
1: laugh. I'm laughing oh, at myself. Yes, I know. Um, and we're laughing at you. I mean her, with you. With you. It's her birthday today. It is. Yay,
0: she turns twenty seven.
4: Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> no, I'll take thirty seven.
0: No, I robbed the cradle. <laughs> we're at 27. Oh wait 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 wait! That's a
1: little fun. no more hashtag me toos.
5: So
0: Thirty-seven. <laughs> Considering we've been together for twenty-five years and she's only t- yeah, twenty-seven, you know, so that I'm would saying? be yeah. a little exactly. creepy. Yeah, just a tad bit creepy. Yeah. Just a little bit. And then then um then we have some offspring, which was really weird. Um, I never thought it was going to happen, but it happened. We actually did have a struggle with it, and we're not going to get into that. But uh, she 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 popped out into the world. For better or worse, Uh, we named her Kirsten. I don't know why. Um, Actually, I do know why. I actually like the name. I like the name. You picked? I don't know why, but I picked it. I did. I did. Um, Because there was a cute girl I went to high school with who had that name.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. We, it, it and was
2: this was a, the last day that he lived through. <laughs> it's such a great
1: night to be here. I don't know if you agree, Sarah Beth or it's Jessica, wonderful. but I will tell you, everything jacked up that he says tonight we're not even going to look at him anymore. Now we're looking, looking at her. At Ruth. <laughs> like, like, Ruth, what are you going to throw and wow. when are you going to throw it? So she here have we have a couple of
3: them. But not nuts. yet. Not yet.
4: <laughs> The but couple of I, yeah. I did to get to pick the middle name. So that's why yeah. well, I didn't him have to say yeah. that. I'm not wait, done wait, with wait, my wait.
3: introduction to What's your middle name? I'm not done
4: with my
0: introduction. Auni? Her like knee out? hurts.
4: It's Auni, A U N E, which is a Finnish name, which was my grandmother's name.
2: Aw. Sentimental trumps,
1: always. That's right. Okay. Anyway. So tell us.
0: No, we we actually argued, not really argued, we had uh, a difference of opinion how we were actually going to spell Kirsten's name, which is K I R S T E N. I think you want to spell (gasps) what? K I E R S T E N. Is that what you're thinking? Oh,
1: so that people could pronounce it right all the time? That would be wrong with I know. That
0: wasn't the proper way of spelling it. And so. According to him. (laughs) According to me. But it's always according to me. I got lucky. (laughs) Ruth, not so much. She had the whole pre pre-eclampsia thing going on. So when I was down in ICU to see my daughter, which Ruth had yet to actually see her, see her. because they, It was funny because they pulled her out of yeah. her. She had the C-section going on. They pulled her out and they kind of like, here's your daughter, CC, and then put her in the incubator and took off. So and that was the last year. You, you didn't see her for like, what, three days after <laughs> Two that? Two days. Two, oh three days. God. Yeah, it was
1: same with Brent. I didn't see him for like three yeah, days. Yeah. So
0: I got to go see her, but they wouldn't so let really- me hold her. Because they wanted mom to hold her first, which was cool. I wasn't going to argue with that. Um, But the nurse came up to me. She's like, well, how do you spell that? I was like, K-I-R-S-T-E-N. He walks out with his arms in the air. I win. I win. win. So that's that's Kirsten. Three Um, months
1: later, they were in court. (laughs) <laughs> yeah she
0: she had a nice long stay in the in the hospital for a little over for, what, for about a month or so 24 days 24 wow. days yeah. Yeah, right that, that was a trip and a half i would not wish that on my worst enemy honestly it was terrible Me either I hated it hated it hated it went there oh. after work every single day it sucked but um, it
4: was so much better than those who had other children and had to deal with having a baby in the NICU true. Yeah, yeah see brent was in the oh, NICU right, for right, like
1: right, 31 right. days but yeah, with it, it being a, your first
4: baby, it's that's all you know. Whereas if you are if you have other children you have to bring them there or find true. a sitter and that whole chaos. I couldn't imagine that. Being torn between
3: two places mm-hmm. like that, that would be so hard. Yes.
0: So yeah, it was true. um it was it was an adventure.
3: Okay. okay.
0: And then um I don't know Raymond very well. Not yet, so I, I'll see. You the, weren't there when the, he was the, born? Not at <laughs> all. <laughs> did you, did you not pick the
1: spelling of his name? No, but um, in on the conversation... No, but I hear everybody loves him. The conversation,
0: <laughs> yeah. <Not> very true. <laughs> on the shot. car right here, we had a conversation, and we Kirsten apparently shot. was there on his birthday. I Wait, don't know I'm how sorry, that, 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 that Somehow, I don't know. A rib shot
2: uh, audio. Uh, no. I don't... It was invisible. All my sound effects are gone. Somebody updated the system and it is literally empty. Oh,
0: I'll find me Excellent. And then um, that takes care of my immediate family. Then I'd like to consider everyone else in this room, maybe not Raymond, but I'm kidding. I'm going to be a total dick. Um, Next thing
1: you know, his chair (laughs) backs up further and further. I like to consider everybody else here
0: somewhat family. I mean, if you're willing to stick around, Jess is getting paid too, so... I guess. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding.
3: Da-dum-dum. Wait, Did I get paid to hang out <laughs> with you? Because we could do this way more often. <laughs> and point. that would be Sarah Beth, <laughs> and I love her dearly, really. Sometimes I don't know why. Me
0: yes, either.
1: she is. She is a a good. But she's awesome. um, Long Aww. friend of the girls' family. So long, friend. Kirsten. Uh, tell us. Tell us about yourself, anything, not your school name, please. Anything but your school name.
6: Um, I'm 17 years old. I'm a junior in high school, and I am in choir. Right on. And I love singing Yay. so much. Okay. You and sing, like, in the
1: car, in the shower, and...
6: Pretty much anywhere I can, anywhere, anytime.
1: Right. I'm a lifetime musician. You hardly ever hear me just singing around the house. It's really weird. Yeah, and choirs, yes.
6: actually how I met Raymond, I don't either. Are you in choir too, then?
1: Yeah. Hey, cool. Right at baritone, a bass. Oh, well, yeah, well, bass. A high bass. So. I'm
4: I'm our marching band mom. Sorry. And Raymond is also <laughs> an amazing guitar player that I've heard that can play left handed and right handed. Oh uh,
0: no, just left handed.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah, hey. for the lefties. <sighs> mm-hmm. <Ooh. laughs> Left-handed right. high five. For those of you right, who are 10 and my not ass. watching,
0: that was a high-five across the table. It
3: With really our left,
1: hands. <laughs> With <the> left <laughs> hands. With the primaries, that's right. What else
0: I, do we need to know about Kirsten?
1: You like long walks so. in the park and...
6: um I needs usually stay in my room a lot. I love writing and drawing. And Favorite I've, book. Yeah, I'm a very um, creative person. So I like... Everything
1: you do has to do somewhat with something artistic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I all my hobbies tend to fall under that art category. So I think Sarah Beth, did you ask her what her favorite book was? Yes. What is that? Harry Pooper. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> What's oh, wrong with? Haven't Harry read that one.
0: Harry Potter. I What's just think it's, just think Harry Harry it's overrated. Potter. The
1: books. I agree. Are... As an author or as a no, I
0: think she's a brilliant author. I just
6: the books are better <laughs> than the movies. I agree by oh, far.
2: I haven't read the books, but my brother, well, one of my brothers and one of my sisters are super addicted to them. Like my brother used to read my baby sister the books. It was so weird. Like when she was like, "Yeah, I know it's cute," and then she's like, (laughs) (laughs) and she's like twenty three, and he's like, "Oh, I'll come over and read Harry Potter books to you." And I'm like, "Okay, that's just weird now," because she's like not (laughs) twelve.
1: But anyway, Harry Potter is cool. I loved all the movies. Perfect for the
0: mental health. Uh, well, You podcaster. really you <laughs> really
1: don't want her to start reading Beautiful Creatures to you, so Oh, I haven't
2: read that. Creature, it, oh, I read that it, book. It's good,
1: but there's it's, you know, older, and they're older in high school and stuff, so there's uh, the intimacy scenes, and they're written just really a, well like in the book, typical and Europe so we started YA. reading it, started reading right. it to the girls and stuff at home, mm-hmm. and, and then I got to this pump part, and I looked at Abigail, and I said there's sex in this book, isn't there? says, <laughs> I'm like, alright, well, let's move on. Let's Go to Percy Jackson in the, you know, so now we're back. We're back to 13 and God forbid, uh, God forbid, not <laughs> At any rate, so, okay. So Sarah Beth, hi, how are you? I'm great. How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. What's
3: Loving going on? Her. Um School. She work, broke her toe. I did break my toe. I managed to accidentally kick a wall in the middle of the night. Oh. It just jumped
1: out in front of her.
0: It did.
3: <laughs> it, they tend to do that when it's dark. My daughter woke <laughs> up crying from a nightmare. Jumped out of bed. Managed to s- just right in the middle of my middle toe, crack the nail, split the skin. Just everything. Oh. It was, it, it's horrible.
4: Oof. And you had an Ouch. X-ray.
3: I did have an X-ray. I am a I'm a surgical tech student, so I spend twenty four hours a week in operating rooms. So one of my preceptors pulled a resident out of surgery. To come out <laughs> in the hallway and x ray my foot mm, and then tape up awesome. my toes. Um, it was absolutely more than Zero Copay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Right on. There was no copay, there was no bill. Right on. Yay. Right on. So, did you see the weird, screwed up bones? Yeah, they it, all... he went. the The break was completely diagonal, so it goes from like the top left part of my toe all the way down to the bottom right. She's oh showing my. this with
0: her hand right now.
3: On the middle yes. toe, in the, toe, in the middle toe. So between the uh...
0: she was flipping off the doctor with her middle toe. I <laughs> <toe> was flipping <laughs>
1: off the doctor. Middle to the right end there. knuckle there. Yeah, that's right, right there. <laughs> so do they do toes the way they do fingers, and then just tape it to one yes. next to it, and yep. that's it? Have nice. a good day. There's
0: Really. It's like breaking your clavicle or breaking a bone. Like, you, you I broke no ribs before. There's
3: not a lot they can do, right. which is why I never went to see a doctor for it. It's like, what are you going to do? I still have to walk on it. Right. I, don't need I a can tape my one toe to the other right. toe just like anybody else mm-hmm. can. But I, I was I was limping through the uh, the OR between rooms and my preceptor's like, come on, I'll so go get the on? CRM x-ray. <laughs> we'll, we'll get pictures. And I'm like, no, really. I know it's broken. I don't need verification. I don't need a label. <laughs> I know what's going on,
4: but now you have an X-ray. Now
3: I have an X-ray. Now you have, you have a diagnosis. Art. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's
1: right. Print that thing out on photo paper. Find a nice frame. We do have Aww. it printed out on photo paper. Of course. <laughs> yes. Of course. Now I'm a dark black soul, and if I can like hang bones up around my house, I would totally do it. I might mm-hmm. do my spine when I can. Which actually where brings is.
0: me to uh this is like totally off topic but we're we mentally unhealthy is that topic it the entire we haven't so we haven't jumped into mental health yet anyway but i i follow um one of my favorite authors the name is peter ens um he's a old testament bible scholar he used to be a 14 year uh, seminary professor um i know he's teaching somewhere else but he's not in seminary anymore um so he's brilliant brilliant guy uh, i follow him on facebook i've read almost all of his books but his latest podcast – because he's got his own podcast called Bible for Normal People. It's pretty cool. Should you should listen to it if you're into that stuff. But uh, his latest podcast, he kind of talks about some of the – he talks about the violence in the Old Testament. And because that's the biggest thing a lot of atheists go for is like why – if your God is so loving, why is he allowed this, this, and this type of thing? Look at the violence in the Old Testament. So he kind of talks about that. But what, So as his, as he's advertising his podcast – he puts this meme up of there's a pile of skulls, and underneath there is a verse from Deuteronomy, and I do not know the verse ver- uh, verbatim right now, and I'm not going to look it up, um, but it pretty much talks about how, in destitute times, uh, you are to eat your kids because the God has because God has given them to you.
1: Ron wow. Kirsten, so yeah. So nice segue into mental health. Right. So it's, it's
0: total, ca- it total cannibalism. But someone brought up bones. And so that's what kind of reminded me of it. But I thought that was, And
1: that's all we need. That's, I have, that's all it. I need. It's on the shiny. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but anyway, I just thought it was pretty fascinating. And it's a all cool right. podcast. I will listen to it today.
1: Hmm. But, so um, the pile of bones in my house are soon... Are right, just all her kids? The skulls of my children. There you you once had children, and now you <laughs> <Right>. have dinner. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Really and, and a cute and little project. God is okay project. with
0: it. God is okay with it.
1: God is okay. That totally <laughs> makes it ultimately true and that much more believable. Okay, so our topic, and we will segue into mental health from that. I don't see uh, waiting if you're eating for eating people. Better. I think you have a <laughs> no, mental. No, problem there's nothing anyway. better. <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay, Hannibal. Um, <laughs> So we are here. OK, so the first of the two, um, the two, the first
0: maybe more section
1: than two of people. two, it may it may scroll up depending on how much uh, communication we get from the people outside these four walls, um, which is which is good. So call. I gave you the number. I'll give you the number again after the break. I'll give you all the, the email and all that stuff for those who listen after the fact. But the idea today is families, families who deal with mental health. How do you, how do you, or in this case, how does Ruth, um, being of normal, sound mind, um, you grew up with, you know, parents who stayed together, a nice big family, brothers mm-hmm. and sisters, you're all very, very close, very, very good-hearted human beings. Um, very empathetic to the plights of other people, Mm -hmm. very giving, very generous, very open to the outside world and what it takes to make it better. And they always spread that and give that out willingly and generously as long as I have known them, which is, by the way, incidentally, since high school. So considering then you married Matt um, and now have Kirsten in the home, who is now 17, um, the idea of this show, and and Sarah Beth is going to chime in too, how how do you manage those tough relationship kind of battles where, where he says, I don't feel things. I don't for you who feel so much and who cares about so many, how that was the deal. So we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, I had a couple questions for you. Um, I see you have a notebook here. I see Matt has come unprepared. <laughs> um, nice going! You know there was no way I was going to let that go, right? Thank you. So you I brought my um,
0: tums and I got a glass of beer. I'm good.
1: <laughs> well, that's true. good enough. Tums.
0: Sounds like preparation to me,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> and on the whole, preparation. Uh, I got mind.
0: Google yeah. too. So.
1: <laughs> you, you do have Google, of course. We all do. And good luck with the service in this building. So you better get the Wi-Fi password now <laughs> while you got a minute. Um, so, is there anything you want to open this up with, either of you or Kirsten? Is there anything? No, that's yeah. That My came out wife of, she is does an absolute not. saint. Yes, she is.
0: Um, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, we we have our issues. You're like Saint uh, Michael. With, you know what? <laughs> you know Michael the I angel. Think, I think it's a damn shame, oh, yeah. and I mean, no, I guess not. Saint. Damn, in every sense of the word, it is a damn shame that Baptists do not saint people. They should. Because we do have some in that faith that should be sainted, um, even though they don't believe in that shit. But whatever. I think religion's cool in that sense. Um in other senses I think it sucks, but you know, it is what it is. But um that's going way off. Ruth is a saint. Um because I every day, this is stuff that goes through my own head. I've sit back and I'll wonder, like, how in the world does anybody put up with me? Um because I can't put up with me half the time. Um, but that's just me. And I, and I find ways to do it because I have to be, I have to remain happy. I have to have, and, you know, otherwise, what's life? And I'm going to go kill myself. And, I, and I've never thought that. So I've also, so I must be doing something, right? Um, I've attracted a woman who is ten times better human being than I am, so I must be doing something right. And then we have an offspring that who is an awesome person too, so we must both be doing something right. What that right is, I have no clue, and that's why I wanted Ruth on this show because maybe she can enlighten me, and maybe she doesn't even know. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but I think that'd be a nice question to throw at um her. I mean, it's like you know, how do you put up with somebody who? lacks feeling in some things, you know, who lacks Especially that for empathy. somebody who
1: has more than their fair she, share. Yeah. So Which
0: and what's funny because that drives me absolutely insane sometimes mm-hmm. because I well, I'm look sure at it's like, likewise. how the heck do you get through the day when oh, yeah. you feel so much? <laughs> because it's and really she's like, easy. how do
1: you get through a day when you don't?
0: Because I can write anybody and everybody off and it doesn't bother me.
4: I will tell you one thing. It has been tremendously different since about a year ago when he found out he has Asperger's, um, Once that was said, things and we started to look up what that meant and what that what the attributes of that are. It started to make a lot more sense into our relationship and like how he feels and how he acts and different things he does or doesn't do.
0: I think it was that it wasn't personal. I mean, so when I was looking at before the diagnosis, what I'm thinking that I don't love her because I've never had those feelings that the movies describe or books describe or any other person who says that they've been in love with anybody describes. I've never had that actual feeling before or ever. Um, So when that's what you're being pounded into of what love is, that honeymoon phase and all that shit that does not exist for me, um, it makes you wonder, you know? And so there was a time where I was sitting back and like, well, maybe I don't. Love her. Maybe we're just good friends, and I'm living with a friend right now and not necessarily the woman that I'm supposed to be loving. Because if I'm not loving her, then she is much better off trying to find somebody who does love her for who she is, um, which was, you know, first thing that popped in my head. And that's probably a bad thing. I don't know. And, and it led to where we are now. And I think we're a lot better off where we are now. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so it's after the diagnosis, though, and then is. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes a ton of sense. And
4: I said the same thing.
1: <laughs> I can Imagine for you it was like a huge weight lifted off your shoulders knowing that it wasn't me. You weren't doing things wrong. Mm-hmm. You weren't saying the wrong thing or feeling the wrong thing. Or not doing it, enough.
6: Makes sense for me too. Oh my God, how much easier did it make for you? Did uh, A lot easier. Did
1: those eggshells that maybe you were walking on kind of yeah. go away?
6: Yeah. Because I, I would I imagine. I kind of relate to him a little bit too because I'm an autism spectrum myself. Right. So it just made more sense for me, you know, with the, how the way he was acting me and how, like, he doesn't like light touches sometimes. So I always now understand that because he hates when I hug him, but he does it for me. Mhm. And now He I did understand. mention that, yeah.
1: Last week or last episode, I think you mentioned and she's that. She's a big hugger. She's a very touchy, really cuddly a, person. She's always been very bright and shiny every time I've seen her. Mm-hmm. So shiny, happy people holding hands. That's, that's, that's <laughs> it. That's the key though. If we could all manage Gotta to get be the that, REM in there, that's, I don't know how
6: I do it.
0: When we have our arguments, me and Kirsten, I mean, it's like go time. It's like it, a it's, bomb. Oh, geez. It, it, it's not, it's not a, it's not a calm thing. It, no. like we are shouting. It's, it's kind of funny in a way. I mean, I immediately go, not immediately. I usually go in there after I've, you know, calmed down and apologize. Uh, because I'm the adult and I should be acting like one, which I don't. Well, it's a good example. It's a good <laughs> example you when know. you're wrong. But but when we have arguments, it's funny. It's not like how normal people, they usually don't really yell and scream at each other unless they're really pissed off at each other. But that's me and Kirsten. There is no little middle ground. There is you no and I never yell down. and scream and at, at each other. It's like,
6: bam. Um, yeah, because I'm a very emotional person, and I will like, scream and yell when I fight.
0: No, and and I've realized too that if I scream and yell at Ruth, she shuts down. And that's done.
4: What, she won't talk. Shut she won't down, do anything. how? Like walk away? No, I'll stay there, but I just won't talk. I'll just take whatever he has to say, let him get it out of his system. Do you like look at him or? I look at, well, like do the TV or open a book. Yeah, if I'm like trying a, not to cry, I don't
1: look yeah, at like him. Yeah, like a little puppy okay. if back, I'm really upset. Back in
0: the corner waiting to be beat. Yeah. That kind of look. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah and that's not like a huge beacon.
0: No it is but when you have mental like, oh, when shit. you have mental deficiencies you don't notice it until you're finally done.
1: But I I will oh, say okay. for anybody
4: listening that you know that backing away is a puppy thing. He has never laid a hand on me. That has never been an issue. He's always been in control of you know, he'd yell and scream or whatever, but he it's nothing physical ever.
1: And I don't So know, I have I give you huge
4: props to that
1: because yeah, some people we can't don't, stop there. We don't okay. want to make it seem like this is like an everyday <laughs> oh, every you know, no. No, Gross <laughs> event. No, it's but gross. Even On the that, occasion we all we all, you know, we all bicker and then sometimes <clears> when <throat> the bickering doesn't go right, it escalates and it, it, it builds. I mean, it it happens to the best of us, it happens to the worst of us. It's just the way life is. I think
0: what helps helped me is I read a lot of personality books, behavior books, um, stuff like that, just to learn more about personalities in general. And I think that's helped my minor Ruth's relationship because then I can look back and like, okay, I can identify her according to this type of personality. So she's going to react in this certain way from certain things. For me to being able to socialize with other people, I have to study people. I have to look, I have to watch what they do, how they act Um, how they communicate with each other, because and how they how loved ones communicate with each other, how lovers communicate with each other, touch each other, or whatever they do, I have to pay attention to these things. I have to study these things because I don't they don't come natural for me, and so spending as much time as I have with Ruth, I've come to a point to where I can tell how she's reacting to certain things. Where. I like the other. I think I told you the last podcast. I said that I actually said I was going to go take a shower in the middle of a rant that I was going on because I knew that if I was going to continue, it wouldn't have been good. So I went and calmed myself down by taking a shower. And then after that, I still didn't continue to do what I wanted to do. I went to bed and read.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, if you take a shower in the middle, that 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 means that you come out and went. And another thing, I
0: did though, right. I did it because I went in the shower and I came back out. and I'm like. I've been thinking, <laughs> you know,
1: see um, now as females, I can relate to that because I'm like, and that just sucks. But and then I walk away, been, but then I come back and go, and yes, but that's, I forgot been, about but that's uh-huh. been
0: years of practice, years of communicating, years of observing and so on. I think if I didn't have that, I would, I would have continued that stupid argument. I would have continued and just been a complete asshole. I, I keep calling myself an asshole, even though I know it's a mental thing and it's something i can't I can't control. It just I was happens. gonna say
1: I'll make I will make um, all the jokes in the world, but you're really you're really not, you're not I, not I have all, much respect yeah, I, I continue to consider you a good friend it's and Sarah that's Beth. why.
0: I mean, I've talked to other people who are in autism spectrum, and I've talked to people who are labeled themselves as uh, Asperger's or whatever. You know, that term isn't really used anymore. And a lot of people like to say don't like to use it. They don't want people to know that they're on the spectrum because they get I like judged. the term, though. They get judged a certain way because as soon as that diagnosis is known and I say it, and the reason I like to tell people this, because then all of a because then they know how to handle me. Then they don't look at me as that asshole. Even though some people are going to see me as that anyway because they don't understand autism, which is unfortunately a shame. And this is why we're kind of doing this episode and other episodes to understand mental deficiencies, that there's things that I do and say that I cannot control. Sort of like – what's that? that, Tourette's. Tourette's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Where I don't cuss up a storm because I – uncontrollably. if
1: Kirsten wasn't here, I would totally (laughs) But in that respect, (laughs) in that respect, there are times that –
0: I will be. I'll just keep going, and in the back of my head, I can keep. I actually, it's not even then. I don't realize I'm doing what I'm doing until I'm finally done.
1: Well, I so. will. I will tell you. I give you a minute to think about this. Uh, my next question for I'm you done. guys is: Well, it was going to be. When was the diagnosis? When did you guys find out? And I assumed, uh, because you, because Kirsten is seventeen and you guys still live in the same house, <laughs> that it was a long time ago. Um, having it been a year. I seriously credit, credit to you, credit to you, credit to you um, for not giving up, for not, you know, letting go and being like, I can't, I I can't figure it out. I'm sure it has. Mm -hmm. There's, there's absolutely no way, even if, even if you were absolutely perfect that that would have been easy to do. So how long were you together before she was born real quick? About five years. Five years. We started dating in 92. We got married in 95. She was born
4: in 2000.
1: Okay, I can't do math that Maybe quick right now. <laughs> twenty five years. It was a year, so it was so it was twenty five years. You guys have been together as a couple, oh, yeah. um, six twenty four, then or let's say even twenty three, if it's more than a year that you've been diagnosed, and and you still are here together today. So my question to you, and I'll let you think about it for a second while we bring Sarah Beth in, is when you first found out the diagnosis, um, ex- explain to me how you handled that. Did you? Like, do, like I assume you do because of the fact that I know you,
5: mm-hmm. did
1: you dive into research? Did you go into the Google and the, you know, the Barnes and Noble and all that stuff to learn, 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 mm-hmm. you know? And of course he just mentioned that he had done that and I didn't know what you had done. Did you kind of read up? Did you kind of learn anything or not? But while I let you guys think about that for a second, I want to talk to Sarah Beth. So you are friends with this family. Yes. So what does your perspective look like um, in both this family-specific um, and just our tone of the mental health
3: series that we're doing in general? Um, so you got well all the space you need. Uh, I, I've, I've known Matt for a few years through our writing group, and I met Ruth recently, mm-hmm. and, uh, and same with Kirsten. And it's, from an outside perspective, I mean— Props to you guys for Right. They all seem quite of,
1: functional, not All <laughs> of the patients
3: in the world for not saying, you know what? I'm done. I mm-hmm. quit. I give up. This is too much work. So props to to you guys really. Thanks. Agreed. I uh
0: Thanks, but I almost did.
3: Well yeah, but almost but doesn't count. Almost, we didn't. Yeah. it doesn't count. There's a lot of almost in the world. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Heather and you I know? almost like every other day. So <laughs> having mm-hmm. having an actual diagnosis is is great because you can do exactly what you guys did which is research learn understand see that it's not that you know and 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 from my perspective when it comes to things like like autism asperger's and and lots of other mental health issues it's not a i am broken i need to be fixed it's i see and function around the you know like i i function differently understand it Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. you know it's you know my Listening to you guys gets me a little teary. My oldest child's thirteen. He has Asperger's. He's exactly like mm. Matt since he learned how to talk. If you tell him I love you, his response is thank you. If you go to hug him, he just kind of puts his shoulder into your chest and that's his hug. You know, up until recently, probably two years ago, I was sitting on my, you know, in my kitchen counter and he just looked at me and he goes, Do you want a hug? My jaw hit the floor. Yes, yes, yes. Oh I do. my yes, gosh, I do. Uh-huh. yes, all of the hugs, you know. But uh, like, he he really has a hard time interacting with, especially because his own age. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't get mm-hmm. it. He he acts out in horrible ways. Nothing that's criminal or anything like that. But he he crosses the line far too often because he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm how to connect with those kids, how to connect with me, how to connect with his family, uh, his sister too, you know?
1: So I I have a question for you then, because while in a regular, he's in a regular public school. Yes. In a regular public school setting, you know, now they're kind of trying to change the course of discipline and how they handle it. Now, a lot of times I'll hear, especially in parents groups and knowing the PTC for my local, you know, middle school and high school, uh, working in the school system, I hear a lot of parents, you know, this one kid is bullying my kid. They're not going to do anything about it. They, you know, they always whatever. And this conscious discipline now is coming in because districts are afraid of being sued. Even if they win, it still costs the district m- much money in liability and so insurance policies. And so it gets very, very um, administrative and full of red tape and very political. And it's that. So now you, we have the perspective now of the mom of sometimes, I'm not saying he is all the time, but sometimes that kid. Yes. So tell me what the district is doing for you and in the school that your son is in to help him so that the parents of those kids that like that kid understand that kid a little bit more and are less likely to say, why is he still here? If, if that's not too hard, if you want to think about
3: that. It. it. <clears throat> He doesn't get into that kind of trouble. He will do things like he uh, he he has a, a cartilage growth mm-hmm. on his chest, and he has managed to convince the entire school that it will kill him, and he is dying. <laughs> oh, bless his heart! Yeah, it's cartilage. It, it it does nothing. My cousin had the same thing. The pectus carinata. Yep, yeah, yep. but uh, you know, or or he'll do things like he'll, he'll take. Drawing sketches off of Google and print them out and say that he did okay. it. That it's his art. And I've seen his drawings and they're not <laughs> not at that level. I, I see. That. Okay, so but,
1: I, I should have clarified. I should yeah. have asked that question first. But yeah, he, he
3: doesn't like he's he he wants to have friends. It's just because he mm-hmm. can't interact. Like he has a hard time interacting and judging people's reactions and responses. Yeah, to Yeah, reading him. the room. Most is, of the kids yeah. are like, yeah.
1: No. Mm -hmm. And I will say, and this is the reason why I like the differential uh, between autism and Asperger's, because for me, it helps me differentiate. If you tell me, uh, somebody who I haven't seen, because seeing is actually, tells you a lot more Mm -hmm. than a word does. But if you tell me um, a child is autistic, I'm thinking very alone, no eye contact, maybe sometimes um, not verbal. And and that is an issue, um, of course, in the public schools, I'm a Title One school, so we have our IEPs and our 504s, and we have those um, mm-hmm. those spaces. And I subbed a couple times in those. And I'll, uh, first of all, I'll tell you that they were the best days I ever had. Each and every day, um, I love them more than sometimes being in the regular classes. Uh, the love you get is abundant. Mm-hmm. It's unconditional. It's mm-hmm. it's safe, and it's and it's and it's, it's accountable. Real. It's you can feel it, and it's and it's either black or white. It's always mm-hmm. just the way. It's like math. Mm-hmm. you can count on it um so then do you worry about you know other parents saying he is that kid is it something yeah, that no
3: absolutely and and there have been few occasions now that i'm thinking back where he has been the bully and he has done something terrible directly to another student and you know his his school district is is fantastic in the point where you know all he really needs is somebody to sit him down he's he's this kid's brilliant. Like ridiculous. He blows me out of the water. <laughs> but all all you really need to do is sit him down and be like, "Hey, like you did this. Why did you do this? Okay, but that's not acceptable behavior. That's not the right way to treat your peers. That's not the right way to treat another teacher because he does get sarcastic with the teachers and that's that has been an issue in the past. Mm-hmm. Smart kids are Smart good ass. for that.
1: Yeah. But then another thing is though, when you tell him, "We don't do that." Isn't it more reliable that he will hear that and abide by it? Doesn't he like put it in the programming? Whereas a normal kid would forget. You'd have to remind them over and over and right. over again. We don't leave our laundry on the floor. And they'd say, we yeah, We don't leave whatever. our laundry on the floor. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, yeah,
3: I got it. Yeah. Because,
1: you know, I, Even I don't know. Don't. No, absolutely. I'm speaking out no, he, of complete and utter ignorance.
3: He he He's really good at the, the idea of, you know, like explaining to him, like, you know, I, I get why you did that. But that's not how we treat people like that's not that's not cool like Mm -hmm. you're being mean you're you're kind of a jerk right now and and he'll think about it and like he might not necessarily have remorse for it usually doesn't have remorse for it (laughs) you're shaking your head But he can divert but he can understand that even though that's what I want to do and even though I feel like that's what I'm it's allowed for me to do I know that I shouldn't so, I won't because he understands right. that there will be repercussions. Right.
1: So, either one of you two, do you relate to any of these things that Sarah Beth has said? Just about behavior. If you, in feel, like, if you feel like sharing, you you're don't have to, Raymond, if don't want to. What grade are you in, honey?
5: I'm in 10th right now. Huh? You're
1: in 10th grade. So, you're both in high school. Yeah. You're both angry, sassy teenagers <laughs> on, the, on the face of you both, right. do you see?
6: Right? I don't know why. Like, I have a lot of friends. I don't know why they're friends with me, honestly.
1: Oh, you're your father? Because
6: you're very yeah.
1: outgoing and kind and loving. That's
6: the only reason why I think they're friends with me. But
1: that's what we strive to be, though, is loving and caring and, mm-hmm. and you know.
6: Yeah, but after after they find out I'm nice and friendly, they, they see the real me. once they become my friends, and I don't know why they stick around me. I'm always this weird, shy kid, but I'm also outgoing with them. I'm just different. Other people, sometimes, like, my mental health shows out with them. And so if they're my, like, closest friends, I tell them what's wrong with me, and I don't know why they still hang out with me when they know my problems. My thought
4: on that is because they see how genuine you are, and you're real, and you don't lie to them. You don't BS them about anything. Well, and, I with, and I stick with
6: them, and are I with them that you I'm are. there for them, that, too, that, I think that's
0: one, one of the positives of... Um... I'm not sure if it's if it's across the board with autism or not Just but ASD we, we, autism spectrum disorder the whole thing I think there's a sense of loyalty there I mean when you yeah. become our friend you're a friend for you're a friend for life unless you do something heinously stupid
1: Yeah that's usually um, how I feel but that's more reliable than regular people Very mm-hmm. much so. Like regular yeah. people can let you down stab you in the back and then smile the to your face the next mm-hmm. day Right It is it is it is by definition then I would think that that would be almost impossible for you to do. If you were to let somebody go, you wouldn't be able to pretend and put on this face like you were still friends or that you're still. No, I don't think that it's physically possible for her to do that.
6: No, I don't think so either. So maybe that's part of it too.
1: They can count on you. Because they Which know it's, it's all already out on the table. It is what it is. I also think partly that society and education with, with everybody else, we know so much more about it. We also know that if you see that one kid eating lunch alone, that the good schools will have their best athletes and their football team get up and go over to that kid and sit down and have lunch with him. Yeah, you hear I, stories about I those would. things every day. I would. So I'd I've like the think that, that on, the, on the part of just the average kid, that they would know that on the part of the people that are closest to you, they know. They know which side of the bread theirs is buttered on and that they'll probably get more loyalty from you than any of their other friends. And I, I swear to you, that's the God's honest truth from my mouth to you. So don't ever ask why they hang out with you. Look in the mirror and be very proud that they do. Period.
0: I've always and I've always lived uh, with a three strikes in your out rule. Um,
1: oh, I try that, too. I, actually, I don't they try got, they got I actually one good one I actually <laughs> That's do it
0: I mean I actually do I mean I'll give you three chances and, and and those chances could be almost anything I mean I've done it to the point where if I have to keep calling you all the time and you're not calling me to set up any type of go out and have a beer type of thing um if I get immensely if I get to a point where I'm like, you know what I'm doing all the calling in this relationship. I'm the one who's pursuing this relationship at that point I'll do a, I'll give it three more tries. And then if they're still not calling me in return, I'm done. And if I've never talked to that person again, I'm fine with it.
5: Totally, fine
1: yeah, with I'm good it. at goodbyes but, too. But that's but out here's of a, the kicker: a different if they called me ten years
0: week. down the road and I haven't talked to them in, in those ten years, and they want to go hang out, I'd do it.
1: Yeah, okay. well, because you don't have that grudge, you don't have the the time and and the space well, to carry em- that grudge. I'm for not so emotionally
0: long. attached, right? At all,
1: right? I, so it. No. that totally makes sense so you're going to say Santa? yes
3: i was just going to try and figure out because i'm the introverted type person who never ever reaches out to people well very very rarely i know that's so, what's weird about th- me i know well, <laughs> well that's why i'm like why are we still talking you know like i probably like initiated a conversa- <laughs> conversation maybe twice ever um over the phone and it's it's mostly uh hey what are you writing Kind of I, conversation. I, 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 <laughs> uh,
0: you're putting me on the spot now. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, interject no. by
3: saying I, um, I, I'm, I relate to you.
0: I relate to you um, because we're both this way. And I know, and I relate a lot to your son, even though I don't know him very well. Every time you talk about it, I'm like, holy crap, that's me. Well listen, um, and she
3: just says sitting when sitting you talk, holy crap, that's my son. And and it's 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 because Vincent and I, our relationships reverse because I'm very emotional. i I I feel constantly everything all super electrical. Mm-hmm. And when when he mm-hmm. said, you know, like when he was little and like we would never say, I love you. Like that was one of those things where it's like, he's two. And I'm thinking, I'm a horrible mother. Mm-hmm. Like, he hates me. You know, he would just say, Thank you. And it's Aww. like, I, I breathe for this kid. And he, he can't even, I mean, He's he does like, now. Eh. He does now. And I'm sure it's entirely just to make me feel better. But that's but the that's loyalty. Love. That, yeah, is, you know, that is, you know, that's, that's his way of, of, of yeah. showing me he cares because, because he, knows, he, does you that. he well, knows he'll hug me
0: now. That's the question mm-hmm. I'm hoping it will hit too. Probably in, a, in our second, in our second hour, that's something I really wanted to hit Ruth with was how, what ways, because this is a question I posed to her. Uh, what ways do you feel loved by me? Well, I want because, to a good um and I don't I, avoid I don't the know. <laughs> I don't know. And I asked her this about a week ago, so I gave her a week to think on it. <laughs> Maybe
1: it's the same thing. Maybe it's the loyalty. Smart, but actually. let's but if we can, just real quick. How much research did you do when you found out? Not much. So you didn't
4: like dive into the library and I started to a little bit and I think I, I was overwhelmed with the fact that there wasn't a lot, but the, I mean, there is some information out there. They um a lot they call it I forget what they call it. I'll have to write. I love.
3: Now, did you? They listen? consider
4: they consider people like me that are not autistic NTS neurotypicals. So they would talk about NTS with ASD people how relationships are. And interesting enough, they said the majority of the spouses that are on the spectrum are males. So they were kind of talking about, you know, the relationships that way. But it was kind of, I don't know. It was like I couldn't relate to a lot of the things that I found. And I think when I get overwhelmed, I just kind of shut down. So I stopped researching and I I let him look into it and him try to figure things out, which for himself. Yeah,
1: which he's already admitted he did a lot. So then on the other hand, because that's what, in my opinion, you can do one of two things. Mm -hmm. You can either dive into research and books and get really clinical about it, or you can take it. And enjoy the weight being lifted off and just say, well, now that I know that, I'm good. It's and a little it, bit and of both of those. And you kind of go back and a lot and of stuff still crawling in myself automatically. So you did still. Okay. I was mm-hmm. just curious it's, as to.
0: And it's going to be a growing thing. It's going to be an ongoing thing. Oh, so sure. There's still things that she's learning and there's still things that she needs to come to grips with. And I think myself too. But the funny story about the whole diagnosis thing is that we were in couples counseling and the counselor actually dropped the bomb on me because she, I was like out of the blue, which she asked something like, are you autistic? Mm -hmm. I think it was right in the middle of something else. Have you ever been diagnosed Have you ever been, yeah, she, and it was like right in the middle of me talking about something. And I'm like, uh, no. She goes, yeah, I think you are. And then she kind of explained why she thinks.
4: She said from the first time she met you. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And then what was funny, it was like at the end of the session, which was like maybe, what, five, ten minutes after she said that, mm-hmm. she's like, well, I'm going on vacation and I won't be back for three weeks. And we're like,
2: Gee, thanks. what? <laughs> bun, what <a> crap?
0: <laughs> you drop a bomb like this and you leave me? What wow. the hell? <laughs> and so during those three weeks, that's all I did. It was, I was online. I was looking up. Everything I could find, forums. Um, it was more you know, than Wikipedia, whatever. was it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was
1: just making sure. And
0: I was taking tons of different tests because they have tons of tests online that you can take for Asperger's or different type of autism stuff. I was taking, uh, because I thought I was a sociopath for, for a while too. Um, and so I was taking those type of tests on, you know, why am I not feeling emotion like other people do and that kind of stuff. So I was researching like mad for those three weeks. And then the funniest part, when we went, when we got back, I'm like, so is this an official diagnosis or what? When we first met, when we met her again, she goes, she goes, I don't know. you want to make it an official diagnosis? <laughs> I'm like, what? And then you
4: have to worry how? about insurance and well, things like that. That's so
0: he's like, Let's
1: so not once you right, get the diagnosis, how she does she that do affect? Because okay. she
0: was writing me down as being bipolar and depressed or something mm-hmm. and not being autistic because my insurance wouldn't cover the uh, therapy then.
4: Which is another big problem
1: with so our mental health he system. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's one. We're going to touch on that a little bit in the second half. Um, Also, the fact that uh, mental health is not just the ASD spectrum. It's not just even um, afflictions that people are born with. It's, you know, psychopathy and sociopathy. more serious. Right. Um, There's also the idea of depression and anxiety and all those little people go, oh, depression, get over it. Um, right. Those kind of I so it, it goes from it goes from something that's seemingly very mild, and that's and that's where where I come in. There's a mm-hmm. lifetime of anxiety and depression. Right. And,
0: and it's like my my autism is different than Kirsten's, obviously, because Kirsten's overwhelming in emotion. Where me, I am total lack of. That's really another thing too, pop, and pop I think confident. you touched on mm-hmm. the same you thing.
1: Same thing. Exactly. I think maybe we should thing. get on Facebook and take one of those quizzes and see if you're or have you ever? <laughs> maybe you already have. To see whether or not you're an
3: empath? I have not.
1: Are you an empathic person? Because an empathic person will one, absorb the feelings and the moods of the people around them and then it affects them in the way. So if somebody is sad, I cry. If somebody is, is, you know, overly depressed or whatever, I'll, I'll get introverted and I'll go into my own head and it'll become part of me. So, um. It's exhausting. It is exhausting a little bit. The also because. It sometimes it just gets so much I just can't handle it. So which 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 is why I feel even though I'm an artist and a musician, I still feel like I'm quite a bit introverted because sometimes I really enjoy being by myself because the room is clear, the vibes are gone, and I don't have to worry about the mental mess.
0: There is a there's an, another the definition of in- so I, I
1: just thought maybe yeah. I would bring that up. There's to another you.
0: definition of introverted um, and extroverted, whereas. You can be introverted and still like being around people. Mm-hmm. But it's, it drains – what I look at is like I'm introverted to the point where if I'm in a larger group, this group doesn't bother me that much. If there's a bigger group, I actually – my energy is drained to where if I – for me to be able to recharge, I have to be by myself or by – or only one other person or something. See,
1: once I'm in it, I enjoy it. I go home and I am say, I'm glad we did that. But always, 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 even if Downfall was on his way to a show – an hour before that, I was saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Right. I'd rather just stay home. I'd rather just stay oh, in my pajamas. Yeah. I don't want to do this. That's me. Getting up on stage in front of 100%. a thousand people. Mm-hmm. What's, I've stood at, at places that kings have stood. Not with the crowd they had, but who right. cares about that? And And I had those opportunities and I should have been very excited and maybe a little bit nervous and nauseous and all that. And all I could think of was, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go. Not because I didn't want to do the job. But because I didn't want to get up, get ready, and be around all those people, it's just so exhausting. Then I always say I'm glad I did it, but that only happens every once in a while. Most of the time, I say I'm not going to go. Right. I'm not going to go. Oh, I wanted to go out with these these people, these friends oh, of mine. If They're I all had over the here. Choice, I I'm not going to all the time. I I would absolutely do the same thing. But
0: well. Kirsten, um, I'm not sure. Did you? I don't think you did, what?
1: but I don't know. I'm going
0: to ask you anyways because. Um, Allison was kind of going around. Oh, yeah. What type of research did you do, if you did any, when you found out that even your father was
1: cuckoo? For yourself or his whatever. I actually did no research. Yeah, I kind of thought so. <laughs> That's fine. I just took it in
6: my mind like, oh, I understand more. She's like, oh, that explains it. Yeah. Okay. Where's the Pop-Tarts? Uh-huh. <laughs> Basically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Pop-Tart? Um, s'mores. Yeah. Nice job. Okay. All right, Raymond. Did you do any? Where, how long? how How long have you been on the, or diagnosed? Or how long have you known?
2: Since third grade.
5: So like you were long, young. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Nah. Uh, early on, it was, uh, was a closer. <laughs> early on, uh, it was rough. I actually got bullied at like, a lot of points, like in third grade. Uh, yeah. Bad. Like, I got rocks thrown at me. Oh. But um. I was beat up a few times. But um, early on, I kind of like learned how to deal with people and like empathy wise stuff and like kind of middle school. Middle school is bad. I got depressed bad in middle, middle school.
5: Middle school is bad for everyone. Yeah. Just but- see,
1: it's worse than high school. It's awful for Ugh. everyone.
6: For yeah. me, middle, high school was worse for me.
1: No, well, that's sad. I'm sorry. Are you on the other side of it now? Because you do have a lot of friends. Yeah. You on the other side of it now? Um, Yeah. Do you read anything about? Your personal diagnosis, um, or no,
5: not really. No,
1: you're just I am what I am, <laughs> well, I am sk- what I am, sk- right? Right,
5: <laughs> I kind of learned over time, really, like because early you, on. So, you I was, taught yourself, yeah.
1: So, you do mm-hmm. kind of read the room a little yeah. bit, you do kind of the facial cues and stuff. Are you good with those?
2: Yeah, I'm good with those. Usually, like, um, like class, the, you um, get the
1: girl eye roll, you understand what that means? <laughs> yeah, I do. It usually means that they're not good enough for you, Just just so you know. It usually <laughs> means that they don't have the class that they need, just saying.
5: Yes, that was cannot, I totally if You're
1: gonna roll your eyes. You don't do it in front of someone. I could, that's rude.
0: I can't read facial expressions or body language. I don't. You know. Yeah. <laughs> unless I, unless I really know you. I mean, like Ruth. I,
1: I can totally read hers
0: now because I've been with her ha- for <laughs> Well, I also here, been with I'm you for 25 years, right, right. Kirsten. I've been with for 17 years, obviously. Yes. <laughs> um, so I can read hers.
1: Most she wants of the time. to say no. You can't. You still well, don't get But with get newer
0: me. people, yeah, you that's don't not gonna
1: get happen. Right.
6: <laughs> I'm kind of past that now. Well, okay. so I'm sure
4: for Matt and for you, it's uh, for Raymond. It takes a while to get to for people that you don't know to kind of get a read
2: on them. Depends, kind of depends. Okay,
1: so does sarcasm make that hard?
2: Um, sarcasm? No, I, I have friends. I joked around too that? much. Sarcasm? Yeah, that's
1: because it's my favorite language. So, all right. So we just got the got the nod. We have two minutes um, in the next um, in the next segment. We will actually – we do have a listener or two out there, I know, yay, uh, because I live with them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There also might be somebody who's staying up very, very late in Wales um, if you're there. Andrew, uh, let us know. Uh, We are at 248-579-5260. Give us about 15 minutes. We'll come back. If you um, know somebody with autism or another mental disorder um, that you deal with or that you have or questions that you might have as far as where to go, what to look up, um, we'll do the best we can. We have no medical professionals. I want to note that here today. And then Jessica will probably tell us about half of her crazy friends. Sure. Um, maybe, some, <laughs> maybe some good dirt on some exes, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I've well, got a lot of that. There's a couple of those. So we'll try and lighten it up and make it a She's little bit the fun. Crazy um <laughs> <laughs> Anything she does is One justified, and I'll swear to it in court. <laughs> uh, so here we go. So we will be back in a few minutes. We get some white shag, some screw, some downfall, and the zots right now. We'll see you in a few. Oh, we added Rocky in there at the end. Um, and speaking of which, Rocky's mom uh, works at Podcast Detroit uh, on a show. She's got a show here, the Newner Show. The Show. Nooner show. Nooner. And it's really widely popular. So if you got a minute and you're in the app, uh, check them out. But don't forget who loved you first. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oh, and that is uh, Punk Wisdom with Matt and Allison. And today we have Sarah Beth. We have Raymond and Kirsten, hey. who are all oh, being lovey-dovey right now. We have Ruth <laughs> Gross, uh, the fabulous and infamous wife of uh. Matt Gross, because uh. he does mention you every single episode. I Although I mentioned cheesy. Heather, too. So okay, Heather, then. if you're out here. Um, Hi, Heather. We maybe love we you. Maybe could, we could use your help. Uh, maybe an email or something that you can send to us. And, of course, we may not get to that tonight, but we will definitely read them over the next two-week break. And read them. If you send them, we will read them, uh, providing that uh, you don't insult and hurt every one of our feelings. Although hate mail, no, we'll take that too. <laughs> yeah, we'll totally take that too. Math will feel all Half of those. the people here have no feelings. Be so, prepared to be broken <laughs> after, though, as the rebuttal comes at you. Okay? And the rest ah, of us will just cry what? over it. <laughs> you, you can take That's a joke. We all know. I'll be fine. So we're coming back. Uh, on our one of two part series, sorry. wow! The whole bottle set on the table. <laughs> <That's my birthday.
3: laughs>
1: holy, it holy! It good. This I'm just is, like, what the heck? Okay, <laughs> every week, every week I do. Uh, sorry, every episode I do a reference photo. So this is going to be lean. lean this back. is going to be the reference. Doggone it! <laughs> it's gonna take me a minute. Eh. Okay. The reference photo.
6: Don't get me in there for that.
1: <laughs> this week. It's alcohol, sweetheart. I tried really hard not to. I think it's um, good, I so right while I while I go ahead and type out my witty caption to this photograph, <laughs> uh, we're gonna go to Sarah Beth and we're gonna talk about other forms of mental health. It doesn't always have to be something that you're born with, something that you deal with over a lifetime. It could be something that has been created for you. It could be something as simple as. Uh, chemical imbalances on any given day, at any point in one's life, something always can happen to cause, uh, to cause mental health issues. Creos, um, not getting it. <laughs> you know what? Just roll with it. Okay, you know, I take you for you fault. You do get it. I take you for you fault. Never mind. That's cute. Um, I, I like. At I, I the it. it's a speech thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, something as simple as staying inside for too long during the wintertime, you know, raping your body of its vitamin D uh, could cause depression and things that you never expected to happen. So it can happen to anybody at any time. It can be something that is created for you, some kind of event. Or life, look at the soldiers who deal with PTSD coming back from mm-hmm. war. And God forbid how hard it must be on 4th of July when they listen to all the bangs and the booms and the fireworks and all those things. And how can you not go back to a place where your life is in danger every second of every minute that you're out there for months at a time? Mm-hmm. I, I, That's I hats, off, hats off to our veterans and our soldiers Amen. and everybody out there who oh, deal yeah. with those kind of issues. Um, so we're going to move into a little bit of that depression and anxiety and PTSD, which is not I would like to reserve it just for soldiers and military if they would give us a term for the rest of us to use on our own Huffy. You all right? Oh yeah. my God, real pussy! What
5: the
2: hell just happened? <laughs> well, that,
1: that, that escalated. Exactly. Okay, the well, we won't back s- be back for our. We won't be back for our second series. Probably going to be canceled between now and then. I have called a child a wicked, <laughs> nasty name. So says her dad.
5: That's right? How one ironic. One. Is Who's that? also <laughs> laughing about it? So,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, this is your demise. Okay, our heads will both be on the platter if this goes south. I'm going right to smoke on. one of their candy cigarettes. So anyway, Ooh, yes. only one left. Mr. You can have, Phillips you can or here. Mr. <laughs> Waltonspiel, Spiel, whoever uh, part of the, the two-part owners of Podcast Detroit, which you can download the Podcast Detroit app, uh, go to the menu, click listen live if you're listening uh, during our 7 to 9 slot every other <laughs> Friday and listening in at Studio 3. Or you can go and click through the archives. We are listed under Studio 3. So there you go. So check us out. And if you're listening to us, then you already did, in which case I shouldn't be speaking to you. But the two of those we'll kind gentlemen right put, oh, my God, <laughs> it's, 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 it's getting worse, people. It's going down. It's going down. Please call. down. Please 248. Really I'm only on should. my second class of too. Cool, 5260 five, oh, and tell us exactly what you think. Um, but anyway, yes, they brought in these sweet cases of the old school Candy cigarettes. What do we have there? We have the Stallion candy. And, uh, the
3: Roundup. The Roundup. That's round a good up. name.
1: So we decided to give it uh, and further <laughs> create monsters out of For our the young record,
3: people. They're minty. They're menthol.
1: They're minty and mild, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, mild oh, and yeah. flavorful. Yes. Flavorful. There you go. Just That's my strange. brand. Marlboro, man. Take that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so let's move on with other forms of mental health that we can attest to. Um Anything
3: particular? Um, Well, I've been diagnosed with bipolar, uh, anxiety disorder, and PTSD. And it's, from my perspective, and these are things that I was not born with, these are things that developed over time, primarily in my teens and early 20s. It's, at this point, it's not that there's something wrong with me. It's not that I'm broken. It's not that I'm messed up it's this is my personality I, I I'm like Matt I researched the ever living crap out of everything I could to find out and it's gotten to the point now where I'm able to to pay attention to my, my fluxes and my flows and I know what's going on and I can stop myself in the middle of like an absolute freak out moment and be like you know what like this isn't normal for me and this is why I'm feeling this way right now
1: I'm not trying to make a joke about it, but I almost did that over cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving. However, um, if you're willing to go Sometimes back to the it's store, the and I, it's just it a really thing. Is. All right, it is. so, so um, I want to ask what the definition for those of us laymen who don't know. Most of us know what anxiety and PTSD is, but bipolar is a very individual. I, I once knew a bipolar girl mm-hmm. and a woman. She was a mother and she did not have custody of her child. I, I was on a bowling league with the grandmother who was raising the child. And she came to bowling one day and she said, You'll you'll never believe what happened today. She said, We at court today. She's trying to get her child back and the mom is saying, You just you're not you don't get it the way you're supposed to be getting it right now and you're still kinda scary. So I want you to do a couple more things first, and the mom was like, "You know and the, the well the middle person the the daughter of her uh said, You don't know what you're talking about, whatever um and she went to court and she thought literally really thought that she was going to be granted custody again of her child, who was like you know six or seven really young at mm-hmm. the time, um because she bought a new pair of earrings, she had these new earrings. Can you can you kinda give me an
3: idea? I mean I don't know if you can shed a whole oh, lot of no, light on no, that. No, I totally get it. Absolutely. Um my my bipolar's not super severe. My I I know a woman whose whose first husband was had, had very, very strong fluxes in his bipolar. He would go into into rages and, and be very violent and become an alcoholic and very abusive. And then he'd wake up one day and be Prince Charming. And and he it, it's not that he was the, he he was undiagnosed for a long time and he wasn't treated and he didn't realize that these these mood swings weren't a normal part of life. Mine mine are I'm not a violent person at all, um, but I will go from. Oh, you look surprised for a <laughs> minute. Well, I was going to say thank God you probably <laughs> kick my
0: ass.
1: Seriously, reality enough. show yeah. p- punk wisdom coming soon.
3: We'll put a video. Camera yeah, oh we're gosh. gonna need video here because <laughs> the facial expressions <laughs> are priceless. But I'll go. You know, my my mania's bipolar is you. You get these flushes of of you know the mental hormones where you're you you have these super super highs where you're on cloud nine and everything is almost played on fast forward forever. And then you get these super downs where you're extremely reclusive, extremely depressed, very very i I hide in a shell like I won't interact with people, I won't respond to text messages. I won't leave my house unless I really have to um my highs are are different though i I, I want change I want um i i wa- I want to go shopping. I want to cut my hair off. I want six new tattoos. So it's growth involved. You want to evolve and grow and advance, right? I'll I'll pack up my bag, a bag, and move to a new state where I've never been, and get a new job and settle down there. And then, when my next high comes, I'm up and moving again. And this was before I had kids. I don't. I obviously I want them to have all the stability I can offer, so we don't do that. But, um, now it's you know, I need the tattoos. I need something new in my life. I need a new a new hobby, a new project. Uh, my, my depressions can be really bad, though. Like I said, I will hide up in a shell and don't talk to me, don't touch me. I have I'll, I'll have to like convince myself that I actually need to eat. I'll have to convince myself that showering once a week is not okay. You know, shut up. <laughs> I did shower oh, wait, today. It isn't. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I have bright purple hair, and the less I wash it, the happier I am. Can mm-hmm. I ask a
6: question? <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so I feel like people throw. Well, not I feel. I know that people throw around the term bipolar. Mm-hmm. Like you're sitting there and you're happy and then somebody says something that makes you mad and then you get really angry and they're like, oh my God, you're bipolar. And no. that's not how it works, right? This is prolonged no. periods of time. For me,
3: it's very long mm-hmm. periods of time. So how long? Like, right. Is it months? I, for a long time, before I had my kids, it was, I, I was far less stable. I would go, it would be a one year flux. Like every uh-huh. spring around March and April is when I would pack up and move. That was my high. That was I cut off all mm-hmm. my hair, I got a mm-hmm. new tattoo, I'm living in a new state, got right. a new job, new boyfriend, new everything. Right. And my lows would be slightly before that like in the fall, early mm-hmm. winter around this time of year. Right. And it would be you know, my 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 thoughts would go to if if I, sitting alone in my apartment or house or wherever I am, if I were to die right now, who would be the first person to actually find me? Like, who would actually notice? Who would be affected? Living alone is a genuine right. fear. Oh, my for, gosh. It,
1: I totally understand that. Now, one of the two of you, if I'm not mistaken, is into the stars and, and the whole um, solstice deal. Mm-mm. Uh no horoscopes, neither one of them. I any. mean, uh, because horoscopes. it seems A to be but not it seems to be typical. Severe. If you said I go through this cycle about every year, mm-hmm. I would tend to think that in those months when the sun is less, it's colder, it's more drab and dreary and cemetery like that it would be and that's impossible to beat the environment. Yeah. So you just crawl under it. Right. And then in the spring where there's new life and new hope and buds and the and lilacs bloom start, and they're so beautiful smelling, that's, that's when, when you it go- get your, your, oh my your God, manias. life is great. Yeah. So you, so are, do you think you're affected by the seasons? By far. I'm absolutely. Sure. I'm, 'Cause I would say that'd be a no brainer, but I just wanted your opinion. And especially,
3: on that. you know, I'm I'm one of the people who it's never warm enough, it's never sunny enough. If it's above seventy degrees, I am not in my house until I go to bed.
1: <laughs> it's if it's over seventy five, I'm absolutely in my
3: house. I am mm-hmm. I am out <laughs> in my too. on my deck. I'm no. Irishy white. No uh-huh. umbrella, fact, no shade, just sitting out in the sun and just absorbing it well, all day every day. Repushing. And you are a dark
1: haired kind of person, you seem to soak up that sun oh, yeah. for Ruth and I I, I, at my school anyway, my colleagues tell me I'm so white, I'm blue. (laughs) Uh, I have extreme heat intolerance, I can't do it. I like snowboarding, especially if it's sunny because the sun reflects off and everything's bright. That's when life is at its best. If I could do
0: everything indoors, I'd be doing everything indoors. I don't, I'm not a dirt person. Oh, no, spring and fall, though. I'm not a bug person. Love and the dirt, I, love the bugs. I can't do it. I can't. Mm. I And the only reason the dirt, I'm ever cause... outside is because I'm with somebody who wants to be outside. Nope. And I'm kind enough, I think, to share that Take moment. Ruth to
1: the cider mill every shave once in that, a while. Share that moment with <laughs> them. What's that? Oh, no. <laughs> it's been well, a while. And that's when the fight started. <laughs> now, can I ask a question?
2: Um, I'm sorry to detract from that or nope. distract from that, but uh, so with, I guess um, is there OCD that comes along with being on the spectrum? Because I was under the impression that that was
0: something a bit. that um, came along. There are with certain it. there are certain traits that I think every autistic person has to a certain extent. Um, Raymond and I were just talking about that um, beforehand because he was saying he's a little he was a little bit OCD. I am. There are certain things that drive me absolutely insane. Sarah had her glasses almost. And it was just a fraction. It
1: was half full. It was just, half full. It was just, just a like fraction of the, the glasses <laughs>
0: on the table. It was almost off the edge. I had to push them back on the, ed- on the table again for whatever reason. It just bothered me. Right. Um, well, because it would
1: have bothered but, me too. I think that's under anal retentive. No, it's a
0: bit <laughs> it <isn't laughs> Yeah. It. Um, it could be both. I, I, I see some people's tags that are hanging out on their shirts and it drives me absolutely nope. insane. And if I'll there's a hair on your shirt, I am pulling it off. Um, off. There's certain things like, that oh, will – Oh, let me get that. But mm-hmm. over the years, I have – been able to hold myself back from doing anything about it, right? Um,
2: you won't randomly walk up to a stranger and tuck right, their tag in,
0: no, because that's where my uh, social anxiety comes in, right? <laughs> so I won't touch anybody, <laughs> but don't but I will me. say, I'll be anxious about it. I'll, be, right. I'll definitely be like nervous. I'll be like, I'll turn around, have to walk away, not look at it. Um, even though, even though, even if I've walked away, I will notice. I'll still be going through my head like it's still oh, there. Artwork. Um, So – but I think there is a little bit of that in every autistic person to a certain extent. Some people are a lot worse off than others. Kirsten, it was funny because when we took her to uh, therapy when she was really, really young, um, that was one of the things that therapists would always point out because we'd be sitting there talking – me and Ruth, would be sitting there talking to the therapist and the therapist was suddenly just like, look what she's doing and without getting Kirsten's attention and Kirsten would be – organizing everything. I mean, The blocks would be a certain way. The, these toys would be a certain way. Do you remember way. that,
6: Kirsten? Um, not at all. <laughs> uh, and she's probably
0: not like that at she's all anymore. I've
6: outgrown that, actually. Right. I have a tiny was, bit, but...
0: Yeah. And you're always mm-hmm. going to have that little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be... Like it's with gonna, coloring. I have right.
6: to color in the lines right. still.
1: I might actually... I always attributed to those kind of ticks as uh, being an artist and a graphic designer because symmetry is everything to me. Mm. When I was a kid, somebody would, like I had a deaf well, cousin and I wanted to tell him eight once, I didn't do this, I did this. Well,
0: why did it take <laughs> well, me over a Because it's the same. Four
1: I mean, fingers on four each, fingers each hand. Four fingers on each hand, right? It's the same. Why and did he was it take like, me? what are you doing? You're confusing me. <laughs> why did it take me
0: over a year to publish my book? Because I had to. Because it takes there. you
1: a year to write it? Because it had to be No, perfect. because I
0: had to edit the stupid thing yeah. 18 billion freaking times. You
1: have a built-in editor. It doesn't brilliant. matter. And I was the
2: last one. It's not done right unless
1: he yeah. does catch, it right. Did you catch anything? Right?
0: I suddenly, Maybe. I had to step away from it. Boom. At one point, I actually had to step away from it. Like, I yeah. cannot look at this anymore. <laughs> Someone else take it and do something it's with it. It's consuming my life too much. Right. And so there is that little bit of perfectionism when it comes to creative
1: stuff. Well, as a writer, I would highly, highly suggest that any writer out there do not become your own editor. Because not no, only no, 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 can no. you not edit for errors and mistakes good to know grammar punctuation you end up rewriting as you go yeah and it's one thing if your editor says can you change this sentence to say this to say this does that work or is there a different way and then he can go by yeah but every time you reread it you're like no and then next thing you know you're writing haiku poems all over the place it's just mm -hmm. because then you'll end up rewriting the whole book yeah. Or you wind up hating
6: it. I had that problem. before. That's, oh, green. That's what I did is
3: with my writing, I edited it until I decided this is garbage yep. and I can't publish it. Yep. I that did sucks. that uh,
5: a lot of music, like writing songs. I do that a lot. I just ended up redoing it so much I did not like it. Well,
0: it's funny because wow. um, words
1: there's... Words in music are weird. I'm sorry to interrupt yep. you. Just so you know, we try so hard as lyricists to make sure the words aren't corny. You know, that you're not using the same old rhyming words, with the same old rhyming words. And then people say, you know, there's not. So there's a whole lot of psychological stuff that goes into music writing. Um, and so I, there is a certain amount of that. Sometimes you do got to be your own editor to make sure that if you want to sound intelligent or if you want to, you know, you want to you be a little bit clever, very unique, you got to work at that. It doesn't always happen the first pass through. So a- just so you know, part of that is OK.
0: There was a documentary that was supposed to be done. I don't think it ever was done. Uh, Prince called up Kevin Smith or his people called up Kevin Smith to do a bo- documentary on Prince. Um, so he went out and did this shoot. He did the documentary. Whether I don't think it ever got made. <laughs> but uh, I remember Kevin Smith talking about it where he said that uh, he was talking to one of uh, Prince's managers or his producer or something. And he mentioned that, he, that Prince himself has a vault that he keeps a ton of music in, mm-hmm. fully produced music that will never see the light of day. That is true. Because he read says that's that. That's true. I heard yeah, that Because so he it that wasn't good enough. Not good enough for Prince. Right. He's like, this is not good enough. Whether it was he over edited it, I'll take anything they're willing to give up. Yeah, Yeah. 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 it doesn't mean it's not good enough for us,
3: right? (laughs) Right. Totally good (laughs) enough for me. The
0: thing is, now that he's dead,
3: I'm semi
1: retired, so I I got nothing to
0: lose. Now that he's dead, most likely whoever takes up his estate will probably release that stuff at some point. Oh, god, that's the worst way
2: ever to like honor someone's memory, though, because the things that you didn't want them to do with your music, you're now doing so that you can get more money, which is.
1: Okay, I, notice. Notice. I think, no, I think, I think right. you should sell it. And, and the... I think part of the contract when you sell it is do not mention that this is who wrote it. Right. It is yours. It belongs to you. Okay. You have 100% of the rights. Take it, run with it, do whatever you want, pass or fail. Everybody wants to. You, well, you know he,
2: what, though? If you're going Prince to Prince Prince's wrote stuff, you're going to want to tie Prince's name to it because yeah. if not, no one's going to give a shit. Well, well if Prince, he didn't run it out, often, it shouldn't
1: have been out. And if you love and respect him, you should. Prince honor wrote
0: a lot of music that people did that he never did. And sure. we, didn't even know was, O'Connor. we didn't even know it was his stuff until late, long after it was done. Right. But not that we're going to get into that. Yeah, I was just, in saying way, that was just about that. How <laughs> to, you know,
2: I didn't mean to divert from bipolar, but he said something. And no, I was no, no. curious if OCD Spiral, played. In, yeah. yeah. Raymond, oh, no, it does. Yeah.
3: That was a great question because <laughs> Ooh, it does. Shiny. Yeah. It's been like fully done <laughs> does, in the studio totally. and everything. Vincent just does done. have a lot of OCD and, he like, and you know has what? been showing mm-hmm. that since he was one. we. His first word was car. Like, he is still mm-hmm. seriously a car guy. But we would mm-hmm. give we talking these, about Vincent? Yes. Okay. Vincent, great name. Thank you. Good job, Mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would take his Hot Wheels, and he had like 70 of them, lined up all the way down the hall in the house. And it wouldn't be in a straight line. It'd be all curved, and they'd be facing different ways. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would go to have them all facing the same direction, and he would... <gasps> Out. Oh my gosh! No, they're exactly the way I want them, and it's like
1: it's a okay. traffic jam in the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> but he—he but he sorry, had, Walking Dead. Sorry, that was, that he was yesterday. Had his
3: his system mm-hmm. of how it had to be, and that's exactly how it had to be. You know, right. the way he ate his food, the way he would bathe himself. Now it's where he sits at the kitchen table, or mm-hmm. or like his room. To me. Like, I can't I can't step in there. My spot There's on the no, couch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he has a spot. Mm-hmm. But, like, everything... Like, his room to me is like, okay, go clean your room. And he'll spend two hours in there. And I'll walk in and it looks almost exactly the same, <laughs> but the dirty laundry's picked up. And I was like, but Where'd your room's you not clean. He goes, this is where I want my stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? I don't go in your room. I don't do your laundry. I don't do anything, so... Mm-hmm. That, that's Fine, your but amounts. I'm
1: taking photographs, and if you say that same crap to me next week when crap is everywhere else, I I'm gonna call same, you a liar. Oh, I'm thing gonna is, try that. I on. had the same <laughs> answer. <laughs> like, video footage. Yep, it looks pretty. much I had where the it was same the answer
0: time. when I was a kid. My mom would always, you know, clean your room, clean your room. I'm like, but I know where everything's at. Yeah, I know where everything is at.
1: But, well, and that's yeah. another part I, of the an And being then she'd an go in there and did. clean it,
0: or I'd go in there and clean it, and I'd forget where the crap is at. Um, after I cleaned it because it's not where it usually is, because where it usually is is right at the foot of my bed. Um, So
1: there's a, a Miss Thompson out there that I would like to say the next thing I need, I will ask you for, because (laughs) that's, that's what I have. I have my, you know, it's really weird. And because you're a writer, so you're technically an artist, you're a writer, you're technically an artist, you're an artist, you're an artist, you are an artist. Um, so I can have, like, my house is one thing, okay? And between, um... Between Heather, Heather's just so good at at keeping my mind in order, keeping the girls squared away and all that. But there are certain places that I just please just don't do that. She's like, well, can you put your clothes in your dresser? No, I can't. Because that t shirt, I wore it for 20 minutes. So you can't put it back in the dresser and you can't put it in the laundry because that's <laughs> yep. a waste of water yes. and detergent and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It needs to kind of stay there. So we go through this little thing, and then my art piles, my paints, and my sit, please just kind of like leave it there. Don't but then, touch my stuff. But then right? <laughs> but then I'll go and I'll go, you know, where's that thing I had six weeks ago? Because it was out on this thing and I wanted it to stay there. She's like, seriously? It's yeah. been six weeks. Yeah. You haven't touched uh-huh. it. And technically, that's our kitchen counter. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, but where is it? Uh-huh. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Hang on. And then she has to drop what she's doing. She has to find it. So, you know, now, but at school or at my work, um, my desk has to be clean every yep. single day before I leave. Oh my the chairs have to be pushed in with the virtual students at the computer bank. It's got, um, the monitors have this kind of little, like, thing, kind of like this, like a little, um, base. pedestal and base it sits on, but there, it's kind of like ingrained, so there's like a well, and the mouse has to go there. So the mouse goes there, the keyboard is there. Not only do I know the kids who worked on the computers the next day, because I know the the mouses are still yes. there, it hasn't been used. Um, But it keeps my mind square if I start getting into that whole artistic. Now, this is TV and radio in an alternative high school. So we have the recording booth. We have the recording studio computer. And at the end of the day, I have to go over there and I have to straighten that up. You have to have a clear mind when you come in at the beginning of the day, especially when you're dealing with high school kids, Um, especially with these kind of high school kids that need you, need you more than average kids do. Mm -hmm. So I get the thing. Now, I have gone in my room two or three times. To make sure I shut my Scentsy warmer off. Um, I love Scentsy. And then, oh,
4: honey. I know yeah. a really good Scentsy consultant. <laughs> oh. Miss
1: yeah. yeah. But
0: I digress. But okay, I digress. I yes.
1: <laughs> Something shiny and smelling good. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. so, so I get that. And I walked in and then I walked out and I was like, wait a minute. Did I look at the light? Because it doesn't light up. It's an element warmer. So I have to go back in and go, all right, physically remember that right now you are looking at the light and the light is not on. And then I'm able to go. And it's not my warmer that I care about because you can leave it on 24-7. And I'm not trying to add uh, for them, but it's the electrical in an old school building. It's the extension cord it's probably plugged into that goes 20 feet over there. So it's one of those things. So I I do understand the aspect of it. And I do understand what it's like to like constantly need things in a certain order um, to be symmetrical and that kind of stuff. So I, I get. I, it's there's funny.
0: I, I'm the same way with uh, somebody with who
1: lives with somebody or who lives with this and is unhappy about it. Please reach out to us. Once again, we are the punk wisdom family at gmail.com. Um, we'll leave that because we're, we're more than halfway through and we're done with the break. So I doubt any phones are going to ring at this time of night. Uh, Wiser punks on Twitter, punk wisdom 17 on Facebook we will read everything, and we really, really, really do want your input. So if you have any of these disorders, please let us know, or you know of somebody, or um, you want Just to know. At the end of the questions show
3: about the at disorder. the end of the show,
1: mm-hmm. um, what I'm going to ask you guys is if there is one piece of advice you can give to somebody that's dealing with um, an autistic wife or husband or child or mother, parent, Jeez oh, Pete, I can't imagine what it's like to be a child. Of a parent who's maybe don't know they're diagnosed or doesn't understand, and then have those feelings. I think um, the anxiety, the PTSD, the OCD, right. all of those things. Maybe um, not all. But I'm hoping now that maybe we can get into a little bit of the things that come from abuse and neglect growing up. The things that aren't chemical. The things that happen to you because of experiences which is also under the mental health category, which is really strange. The um, That umbrella which, is so big. Right. You know, it's situational. Yeah. It's not... Um, situational. That's right. that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not
2: something that was already there or existed. It's a situation happened, and this is a result of that cause and effect. Yeah, we weren't born with
3: anxiety, mm-hmm. but our, our was, experiences in life have caused us to develop a a pattern of, of of the attacks and of, mm-hmm. of the overthinking and the perpetual um
2: it's a defense I would, mechanism I would say, it is it I would really say is. it's my, your brain's it's way cold, yeah, cold reacting time. to trauma or inability right to, to use process coping skills.
5: right
0: I would say my anxiety was birthed from my non diagnosis of autism. Because I I can see it being worried why no, really know I, I didn't yeah. know who I was or what I was and what was wrong with me. I remember going to therapists before trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with me. I can't seem to make friends or keep friends. Mm-hmm. So am I an actual asshole? Please tell me, um, what do I need to change? What do I need to do? Because the common denominator in all this is me. So what's going yeah, on?
1: That doesn't give you anxiety, um, not yeah. knowing what's wrong,
0: you know, and I never got a straight answer from the one therapist. I was going, what? Of course I was only going, I think only seen the guy like four or five times. Um, Before I stopped going, I don't even realize why I stopped going to see him. But anyway, uh, I really didn't probably take a therapist seriously, though, until I was having issues with Ruth and I. And that was a relationship I didn't necessarily want to throw away because we were together for 20 some odd years. And I think that's a waste of a life if, uh, (laughs) you know, so I thought, let's take this therapy seriously um even though i think the therapist at the time probably wasn't the greatest in the world but she she did good at least for me she didn't do all that great for kirsten but anyway you keep pointing at kirsten cuz kirsten so, has something to say oh then just wave at me or throw or something at just, him yeah sorry. or just say dad you need to <laughs> sit down oh she the thought the
1: visual I've, the visual cue she was throwing out were adequate i kept staring <laughs> at you i'm sorry i i don't notice she people doesn't get staring him, at like me not out of deep out. love right, right. No, i'm sorry what do you have to share, honey? Um,
6: You said something about coping skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just reminds me, I had a very bad coping skill with my anxiety and depression. What was that? I started self-harming for a coping skill.
1: Nice point.
6: And I first, when I started, I did not realize it was a bad thing. I thought it was helping me until, like, a little bit later. I'm like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> This is when I finally decided to see a therapist for the first time. first therapist I saw. You decided? <laughs> she decided she needed it. Right. I decided I needed it. I know. I, I
0: was teasing. Go ahead.
6: She did not help me at all.
1: Got to take the credit, didn't they? Uh-huh. Yeah, Always. the first
6: therapist, I actually, I got worse after I saw a first therapist because she didn't help me. She kept focusing on my anxiety and like ADHD that I had more than my self-harm issue, which I came there to about that first
5: because
6: mm-hmm. i was more important so i got worse and then last year in 10th grade i found a better one she helped me but i don't see her anymore and but now, she helped you kind of learn how to go yeah, through this yeah and now i'm way better i have i actually haven't done it in like three months mm-hmm. good for you hey,
3: that's great
4: yes but this is something a lot of teens struggle with.
6: Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Kids. A lot, especially, yeah. especially in school too. You know, yeah. No. Adults so, deal with it too. Yeah.
1: So uh, first, I have I have a question. Mm-hmm. Does talking about it, does putting it out there in the open, does that create anxiety that makes you that makes it come back to your mind and make you think about it again? Is it dangerous to talk for you to talk about it?
6: For me, no. For other people, probably.
1: Okay, well, well because really I, I just being able because I wanted pass. to ask yeah. you, yeah, because I wanted to ask you, but I didn't then want to trigger you. Um, and that's another thing, people out there don't use the word trigger like you do OCD, it's not something to will right. or yeah, mm-hmm. or bipolar, don't it's not something to willy nilly throw around. Um, you say I-
0: trigger, I hear tigger. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta hear
1: that too. No, it's at any rate.. Um, <laughs> nice. It's a good one. Um, but I know I looked around and I didn't know who did that. But uh, but yeah, so so be careful when you use those words. Uh, mental health professionals will always tell you that it's it's never good. It's, it belittles the meaning of the word. It belittles the people who suffer greatly right. from it. And if they're in earshot of you, Making fun, it, it drives up all that anxiety and that self-doubt and that and all that stuff. And in the end, we are our neighbor's keeper, and I don't care what you say, and it is a liberal view. And if you want to call me a snowflake for it, please do it on either Facebook, Twitter <laughs> 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 email or by phone, because I'll tell you what, Winter is coming. So I with that, that some, in mind, yes. the question I want to ask you is, when you were thinking about that, because hopefully, eventually, this will go into syndication and it'll stay in in the abyss forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, for teenagers out there who are struggling with this problem, who kind of want to figure out what's going on in their head, how can you give me through the process of, of what, not only what you felt like when you did that, like how did you think it helped you and what made you turn that table to realize it wasn't?
6: Um, when I first started, it started out for like stress because I wanted a release because I was so stressed. And, um, I I just started like very, like, little and simply, just you know, like I started actually using scratches, scr- like just scratches. And then at uh, first it wasn't enough because I needed more. And then it went to like a mechanical pencil to scratch myself with that. And then you
1: felt like relief. You,
6: I felt a little relief from that, but then after a while, my, um, I guess this one, maybe my depression started, so I felt worse, and my anxiety got worse than that, so I actually started cutting, actually, and I felt really better from that, but then once I started cutting, I saw some blood, then that's when I realized that, um, this is not good, because I had some, like, control left in me still, and... So
1: great. So that was a warning because I I will tell you a lot of mental illnesses. We kind of succumb to it, but then it creates feelings of of unrest and unworth and we're like, this is horrible. But then it gets worse and it's worse and we kind of feed it like depression. You know, when you feel depressed, you know, you want to let the bed win. You want to let it win. You just one day let the bed win, right? Yeah. But say you do. Say you're like, you know what? I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to let the bed win. Two, three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Now you feel totally horrible because you let the bed win and that just further makes you more depressed. And so the next day it's like, well, I did it yesterday. Why not? So there's a lot of that. So I just wanted Mm -hmm. you to kind of say that in your own words so that we all know any kind of mental issues we have, we help feed the monster by giving in to the issue itself, regardless of what it is.
6: You basically make it worse if you just let it take its own path and just give in. Eventually it could lead to something more serious like death, and that's not good.
1: Right. Right. So amen.
6: you need to find something that will just make you out of it there's always something that'll just make you realize that this is not right and just find that good for Either you it's like mm-hmm. and then find something too that'll help you um was like uh, find other coping skills too how old were you um started in ninth grade so you another, were about 13 or like,
1: 14 years old and you had to, i was
6: 15 in ninth grade oh 15
1: mm-hmm. and you had you had the self-awareness to know that you had to do something about it and you have to fix it. Is that when she brought it to you? I think so.
6: I don't remember I the first it. time she brought
1: it
4: Talk
1: to me. I don't remember. Talk
6: it to I the mic. started remember. a few weeks before I told you. Okay. And,
0: and then in a couple scared, of years, she can turn that cutting into tattoos like Sarah Beth <laughs>
6: does.
1: Oh, God, stop. <laughs> that is not. Sorry. That Dad.
3: is. Medically, like the, the the psychology books say, tattoos are not the same as self harm because I'm not doing it to myself. I'm paying somebody a lot of money to do it, but when you get to the scratching on the back of your hands, that's self harm because you do it to yourself. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I have, the same have a lot of. It, really. it, now, it Matt, it if you give me a five though, or I'll punch you really in the, kind the face. It does because you still get that. That feeling, that's, that relief. That's the tattoo. Tet- well, it absolutely is.
1: Piercing is another thing, too. From my the perspective, is, it's, is the healing. it's very
3: similar to the satisfaction you get from self harm.
1: Sometimes it is, yeah. although. That would be categorized under healthy coping skills if mm-hmm. you enjoy the artwork, if you don't regret the tattoo once you've got it, if it becomes part of who you are, it's part of, you know, it, it is there with you forever and you appreciate it and you love it like it's your own little thing and you yes. put the lotion on its skin. Um, <laughs> that That oh. is, wow, weirdly enough, I will tell you that is a healthy way of coping with the stress, for sure. Um, and you have to save your money, so it's a, it gives you a little bit of budget sense. Yeah, as well, you definitely have to pace yourself. The good ones, the know? good ones ain't cheap or easy. Oh yeah, Matt, mm. What do you, what do you no, got? No, I was just saying we five minutes. Five so. minutes, really?
3: Yeah. Okay, here. so
1: let's do the whole. Um, let's do the whole results from domestic. Uh, one last comment, just so we can get a little bit in there, and we can start a conversation for anybody who wants to. do That anybody who's been. Uh, physically abused, domestically abused, neglected or abused as children growing up, you're going to end up feeling a lot of these same things. And we want to know we're with you, too. So one quick thing about those and then we'll wrap it all up for everyone.
2: Oh, OK. We're <laughs> all looking at you. Well, you're looking at the uh-huh. clock. It's your job to look oh, at the yeah. clock right now. OK, but. so, um, you know anxiety, PTSD, that stuff just doesn't come out of nowhere. I mean, for some people, yeah, you're born anxious and it may be part of something else. But there are other times where, you know, say you're in a bad relationship and there is, you know, domestic abuse. Like those things stick with you, especially the more severe they are. I dated a guy for about a year and a half who – Eventually, you know, he was misdiagnosed, misdiagnosed, misdiagnosed. Ended up turning out he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder,
5: mm-hmm.
2: which is commonly misdiagnosed for bipolar disorder. Very, very different. So, um, so he didn't really have control over because he didn't know what was wrong with him. So, right. I mean, I don't hold any ill will against him, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, you know, um, there are also instances where, I don't know, if someone creeps up behind me, like it'll make me oh jump or flinch and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, I, I now have anxiety and I'm sure there's PTSD in there somewhere um, and that stuff that kind of sticks with you that you have to deal with. And should I go see a therapist about it? Probably. And it But be I have anything. to find the right therapist for me to talk through those things because I've Seen therapists throughout my life, and I fired a lot of them because they hmm. didn't offer any help. So that's another thing. If you are dealing with trauma of some sort, don't be afraid to fire your therapist. If you don't, do be
1: that afraid
0: you're to fire them, your therapist.
2: There's it no is, point in you paying them for them to do
1: absolutely nothing. It is for very, you very, very and normal for doctors. The, doctors and, and, and
0: most and of them won't take offense to it. They no. know that they don't kill Well,
1: yeah. some of them will. And it, you know, it comes from that will. whole what they do, God who complex. Where they think they know more than you. They're not listening to what you're saying. They're waiting for you to stop talking so that they can give you more of their ultimate and infinite wisdom. If that is true, if you don't feel like you're getting help, it does not hurt to go somewhere else. You can call your insurance company and tell them this is not working out. You shouldn't pay for them anymore. And there you go. That will be that. But I am going to find another one. Or definitely, literally stop seeing them, which (laughs) I have done
2: before and then went and saw somebody else and said, okay – Here's a list of things that have happened to me in the last year. Things that I know have damaged me, and why am I doing this? Why do I have these codependent issues? Work with me, or I will find somebody
1: that does. Right, right. Because ultimately, you are paying for that service, and you are the boss. They actually to waste my time. So, so just okay. keep mine. So three minutes. I didn't know if that was a birdie, something shiny, a squirrel, or something actually usable. <laughs> that's a birdie. There you go. So, okay. So we were so into this one. Thank you very much uh, for coming to us. We're going to go with the infamous things I've learned. Now, one, uh, Ruth lived with Matt for at least 16 years thinking he was just an asshole. <laughs> turns wow. out that's not true. Sorry, kiddo. He's just human. (laughs) I know that. Uh, Another thing I've learned. We're all just
6: human. That's right.
1: Kirsten, oh, that's such a good segue for the next thing I've learned, and that is Kirsten and Raymond, you have found a way to drive your own car. Despite the difficulties that you've been given, the mountains that have been put in front of you, you learned and taught yourself how to cope in society. I cannot tell you how amazed and how much respect I give you for doing that. Kirsten, you noticed problems before somebody else noticed problems. You are not the only teen in the world to suffer with it. If you are suffering, please get help. But you two ultimate rock stars, my deep love and respect. Both of you kids. You're fantastic. Thank Sarah thank you. Beth, impeccably beautiful, oh, impeccably goodness. intelligent all at once as usual. Thank you. thank you so very much and my god sweetheart on your birthday. <laughs> if you're not Thanks grateful if if you're not grateful for these gifts here and of course love you they guys. would not be as brilliant and fantastic and lovable <laughs> as they are without this sweet sweetheart sitting next to me. So I want to thank, thank everybody for being here. Matt, you're absolutely brilliant. Your family is wonderful. Your friends are even better. Alison, you rock, too. Yes. Ah, thanks. Well, and Jess, Doesn't she, though? She does. I love her. Yeah. And Jessica. She's Jessica. Yes, she Thank is you. always, always, always uh, going to be part of what we have here for as long as we have what we have here. So once again, i got to let you know, find us on Facebook. Yes, sir?
0: just want to say one thing. I'm uh-huh. not sure. You might be it's saying this. It's actually your and, show, so. Yeah, you might be saying this, and I'm going to jump the gun and say it anyway. Um, next episode.
1: No, I wasn't. I was going to forget all about. We're
0: going to get. We're still sticking on the topic of mental health. Um, I really want. We're really going to get into. Hopefully, we will. Not hopefully, we will. um, Education. I'm going to bring Kirsten back. Uh, Whether or not Ruth will be here, I don't know. But we're going to talk about IEP and how that how she has to deal with school and what school has helped and has not helped and so on and so forth. I'm hoping we might be able to get some. We will. We will probably have an expert,
1: a special guest, to be. Uh, named sometime between now and I would say the next couple of days. I'll That's solidify cool. that.
0: But oh. I want, we're going to, so we're going to move this whole topic into more of these, at least into the education portion. I think if we do another episode, which we most likely will, we either continue that or we'll get into more of society and how society treats it. Cause I know the state itself has, have issues. I mean, we, like I said, insurance won't cover my freaking, uh, therapy if I uh, if I diagnosed if I get diagnosed right. with autism so that's weird too um, so we'll talk so about insurances how that... and stuff like that and I know the states are depending on what freaking district you're in it mm-hmm. does different things uh, the two seriously for I love it. that so, girl you know, <laughs> she just needs to hit so anyway
1: me. Yeah. yes so we will be doing that not only you're schools welcome. and IEPs and what parents go through what kids go through but also if mm-hmm. you are a parent of another kid and you have a child with some disability that's in the vicinity of your kid and you're trying to handle the, the, the social relationships with how they're being treated, who that kid is and why that kid is still in the classroom and why that kid has every right to remain in the classroom. Um, despite the fact that you might have to tell your kid some kids just don't have the same toolbox you have hey, and we have to learn to thicken mm-hmm. our skin a little bit and quit running around unless you get hurt. So once again... Um, I will tell you, the second half of this broadcast has been brought to you by Mad Splatter Graphics. You can find them, Matt Splatter Graphics, uh, on Facebook. Um, you can also contact us, please, please, please do. Punk Wisdom 17 at Facebook, Wiser Punks on Twitter, Punk Wisdom Family at Gmail, and of course, hit the voicemail. Nobody gives a shit. 248 579 5260. Uh, For Matt and Allison, we want to thank, again, Jessica for doing a great job. Ruth, Kirsten, Raymond, and Sarah Beth.